the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Today, kids, City Light, if you guys want to head on out with, with Big Marv, sporting the lumberjack meets a fisherman meets rust a mouse. I don't know if those three things have ever gone together before, but they feel like they do right now. We're going to be kicking off a new series, a new series with the amazing name of Two. I know it's a genius name, and the reason is last year we did a series called One. I know another one, one of those amazing names. And so the sequel is two. Um, So last year, and I really want to encourage you guys to head over to our SoundCloud or you can scroll back on the app in the talk section and have a a listen this week, maybe some refresh yourself, like a refreshers course. We did a series, like it was 11 weeks long. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty deep. It was 11 weeks just going through Mark's gospel chapter one. And so this year we're kicking off the year with two. Um, which don't worry, it's not going to be 11 weeks long. It's like four. It's four this time. Like I'm not going to like have us sitting there for the rest of our lives going through Mark's gospel, which is something I'm not going to lie. I was tempted to do. I told my boy, let's just go through Mark's gospel the whole year, and he was like, "Dude, do not do it. Everyone will leave you and, and, and not come anymore." So we're just going to go for four weeks today. I want to talk to you guys about raising the roof. So if you want to look at Mark chapter two. Verse 1, if you've got a physical Bible, go for it. If you haven't, um, open your digital one. And if not, on the City Hill app, there's a Bible there along the bottom. You click the reading book thing and you can follow where I'm reading from. So Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And he returned to Capernaum after some days. It was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no room, not even at the door and he was preaching the word to them and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men and when they could not get near him because of the crowd they removed the roof above him and when they had made an opening they let down the bed on which the paralytic man lay when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven Now, some of the scribes were sitting there. They're like the social innovators, the movers and the shakers of their day. And they were questioning in their hearts and they were saying, why does this man speak like this? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And then immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they had these questions within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic man? Your sins are forgiven or rise up, take your bed and walk but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose immediately, picked up his bed, and went out before them all. So they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we've never seen anything like this. I was reading that story this week and I absolutely love it. I think it's a crazy story. I think one of the funny things as well this week is actually I was checking Christian's social media and you kind of, this story, they're carrying this paralytic man um, all the way, lowering him room through the roof. That's not what Christian did this week, but Christian does a load of fitness stuff and you saw him and four others dragging along this huge pile of weights with someone sitting along the top. And the question I guess when I was reading this was, what would I do in this situation? What would I do? 
I've heard rumors there's this guy going around, there's this guy that's causing a stir. People are saying he's like this chosen one, this Messiah that we've been waiting for. Cool, okay, I dig that. Some people are saying that there's these healings and stuff going on, but then there's this paralytic guy. He's not a guy with a cold, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he feels a bit unwell, I'll take him to Jesus for prayer. You know what I mean? Like, loads of people do that. You take your mate, oh, he's not feeling too well. Oh, we pray for my mate Bob, he's got a headache. You know, that kind of stuff. But like, this guy's paralytic, you know, there's not really... Like, that's kind of a, it either happens or it doesn't. There's not a, oh, I feel slightly better. You're not moving, you know what I mean? It's not like you can go, oh, thanks for the prayer, Jesus. I feel really, I feel a bit warm and fuzzy. It's like you either move or you don't move. And what impressed me about this is it says that they, they carried him to this place. And when I think about that, that blows my mind because it says there are four men that carry him. So there were four people that were willing to commit to the idea of the possibility that they're gonna carry this guy a long way for him to experience some sort of change that's gonna be worth it. And it's not today's world where it's like, okay, let's call the Uber and we'll carry him downstairs, chuck him in the back of the car, lay in there, whatever, and then pull him out the other end. Like, how far did they carry this guy? They carry this guy like a road? Did they carry him a mile? Did they carry him a couple of miles? I started to think about myself and different people that have come into my life at different points. And I started to think about, well, how, how far was I willing to carry that person for them to experience something significant in their life? Or, or what about that person that was going through that kind of stuff? Like, I didn't go very far with that one. And then I started to ask questions of the new year. How far am I gonna be prepared to go for people? I started going to the gym. Uh, last couple, like, month or two. And one of the things that I've learned is, is there's zero gains, there's zero that you get out of it unless you experience burn. Unless you feel the burn, there is nothing you're gonna get out of the gym. You can go to the gym, there are guys in there doing terrible form, just throwing weights around really quickly, trying to push through it. And then there are the hugest guys you've ever seen with really little weights towards the end of their workout, incredibly slowly. I mean, this guy was a mountain of a guy. 14 kilograms, 10 kilograms, eight kilograms. You just saw him slowly doing that. And this guy in pain. And I was looking at it, and there were guys around the gym who were weedy like me, and they've got the same weight, and they're getting nothing out of that weight because he's taking his time, he's counting the cost, and he's willing to feel the burn for the gains. And I started to think about that, and I started to think about these four guys. At what point are you carrying a paralytic man to see someone that could possibly bring something to the table that may really be a healer, may not. You may never have seen him, you may never have met him. At what point along the road are you carrying this guy? Do you start thinking, well, you know what? This guy actually weighs a lot. You know what? This is actually starting to hurt a little bit. This is a bit inconvenient. At what point do you seem, start to think, well, okay, I'm gonna stop right here. Then when they finally get there, they realize the place is sold out. It's packed out, you can't even get near the house. It's hard getting to the house. At that point, what'd you do? Do you turn around and go, hey Bob, I'm so sorry, we tried. We've come all this way, but there's no way we're getting you into this venue. But it says that they look at him, they look at the problem, and they go, we can climb this house. What person in their right mind in this moment goes, we're gonna climb the house. That's what we're gonna do, we're gonna climb the house. Yeah, well we climb the house, then what? Oh, easy, we're gonna make a hole in the roof. How big a hole are we talking about? Like we can't get inside to speak to the owner. Hey, sorry buddy, I'm just gonna destroy your roof because I've got a paralytic guy 
who probably isn't going to get healed, odds on. <coughs> Jesus isn't the first healer people have heard about. This isn't the first opportunity this guy has had. And I'm just amazed at these four guys that carry him all this way. And then when they get there, they want to scale the wall. Not only do they want to do it, that they do do it. But when they're there and they're looking, well, how are we still going to get him in? They're willing to, I don't know, someone starts tearing up the roof of someone's house, you think like someone's going to get slapped up. You know what I mean? Like that's someone's house. They've got to fix that roof later. Are you going to just going to stay around and fix it? I don't know. The story doesn't say they did or they didn't. They probably did. They seem like nice gents, but who knows? They tear a hole in the roof and they lower him in. And the thing that I love the most about it is not just the fact they're willing to carry someone all that way. It's not just they're willing to scale the walls. It's not just they're willing to make a hole and they're willing to lower him in. The thing I love the most about it is it says that Jesus saw their faith there, not his, there, so as a collective, and he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. It started to ask really big questions about me and my faith. It asked questions about, am I willing to go the distance for someone? Am I willing to, I don't know, not just inconvenience, but could people see my faith? Could people see that I'm willing to, I'm not willing to tap out on this one? So I told you guys a few weeks back that I'd started going to the gym and I said there was this huge monster of a guy there that I saw and I was like, oh, I recognize him. And it turned out to be someone who I've spoken about here loads of times. He's kind of like, he's, he's not really my son, but he, he is my son, he, he's not mine, but his dad wasn't around. And when I was like, I think 19, I made a decision that I was gonna be a father figure, take him out once a month and then once every two weeks, end up being once every single week. He was doing his GCSEs. I would like coach him through it, see how he was doing. Um, for his English exam, there was a moment where he had to write down on the piece of paper, uh, one significant adult in your life. And I was catching up with him, hey, how did your exam go? And he's telling me about the question. He goes, I wrote about you. And um, I remember going home that day, I, I, could, I couldn't stop crying. I, I, just, I thought I was just doing something small. I didn't think it really mattered, but it mattered to him. And then a few years later, I mean, he's been through quite a lot of girlfriends, but he sees Jody down the high street before Aria's born, pushing the buggy, which had Eden in back then and meets this girlfriend that I have never met and now ne never will met because they're not together. And he goes, this is the wife of the man who fathered me. And I started thinking about him and, and I'm seeing him in the gym and now he's the guy that's pushing me and making me like absolutely break my body to the point where I'm trying to lift up Aria the next day like that because <laughs> my arm just won't function. And she's crying, I'm crying, Eden's crying, everyone's crying. And he's absolutely killing me. But something happened this week where we were going to the locker and he opens it and he gets his scarf out. And I'm like, oh, that scarf. And I have no idea why those words came out of my mouth. I just looked at the scarf, something clicked in my brain. And I was thinking like, wow, you've had that a long time. And he was like, yeah, you bought me that. And I'm looking at this guy who's carrying around a scarf I bought him when he was 15. He's like 28. He's like, girls have cussed me out for this scarf. They've deaded it and whatever, but man, I'm never letting go of this scarf. And I started to realize, oh man, I carried him so far, but somewhere along the line, a few years back, I'd let him go. And then I'm looking at him and I'm thinking like, as he's carrying me, because I can't do another set of pull-ups, and he's standing there lifting me to get through the sets. I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed thinking about this passage, thinking about how this has come full circle and how he's carrying me, how he's lifting me. And I'm starting to think, you know what? I didn't go the full distance. I've got to carry this guy this year. I've got to carry him somewhere special. I've got to carry him somewhere important. I've got to carry him somewhere, somewhere meaningful. 
And I wanted to kickstart this year because so often I think what happens in a lot of churches that I've been a part of and I've visited and stuff, and the whole worship experience is about you feeling something and it's about you experiencing something and about you having something. And for these four guys, they didn't go to see Jesus because they wanted to have an experience. They didn't go to see Jesus because they wanted to have an encounter. They united around a purpose that was for someone else's gain. You know what I mean? And I think so often today, we've lost sight of that. I feel so often it's like a consumeristic idea of church. Well, I feel like this one today, because you know, oh, this guy's got this going on, or oh, these, these, these songs here are, are, are really cool, and I, I feel something warm and fuzzy, or this place has, has this and that. And I started to realize that actually, the whole purpose and idea of Jesus' church has never been about any of those things. They're all cool things, they're all good things. But it comes down to the word used. It's, it's ecclesia. It means a people called out together for a purpose. And it's when you unite around the purpose. And when you unite around the purpose, you say, you know what? This purpose, this thing matters too much. I'm going to go the distance. This matters so much. I'm going to carry this guy all the way there. It doesn't matter whether we get there and the place is full. I'm still carrying him. It doesn't matter if, if the place is full and I can't get him in. I'm going to scale the walls. It doesn't matter if I scale the walls and there's a roof in the way. I'm going to make a hole. This person is going to get here. They're going to encounter this person. And I felt like for this year, I felt the thing that just impressed upon me was actually what could happen if every single one of us decided and took ownership of someone this year. Like in the first month in January, everyone goes gym for those, 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 those goals for themselves. What if we made goals for someone else? What if there's someone we could think of where we live, someone in our family that we know that is hurting, someone that we know in our circle that just needs someone to carry them? Maybe it's someone you're looking at and you're like, man, this person is such a lost cause. We need an intervention. We need four guys to carry this one. We need four people to get around and carry this one. Man. I also started to think about what it must have been like to be one of those four. Because you know, not many people would have been one of those four guys. Not many people would have carried the distance. Other people somewhere along the way would have gone like, oh, well, you know, I've had a sore shoulder from work and so we're half a mile in. I think I'm gonna duck out now. Someone else would have gone like, oh, well, you know, I'm supposed to meet my wife at this moment uh, in a couple of hours and if we get there, well, you know, I'm gonna duck out. I'm gonna, and then, but these four guys, they go the full distance. And I started to think about myself. I don't know about you guys. Hopefully you're thinking about yourselves. And I realized that too often in my life, I haven't been willing to go the distance for people. And I feel like so often Jesus never had the opportunity to look at my faith and say, wow, I'm, I'm sorting this guy out because I've seen Andy won't let go. I've seen Andy won't tap out on them. He won't quit on them. He won't stop bugging me. He won't leave me alone. He's not going to let this one go. He's going to keep pushing. He's going to keep persisting. And I think too often I've tapped out early. And I felt that this year, if we're going to start the year off right, I felt we shouldn't start the year off thinking about ourselves. I felt we should start the year off thinking who we can carry. The thing that started to impress upon me was the person that they take him to, which is so funny because... They carry this guy all the way to Jesus, but Jesus on the cross kind of carries all of us because he who knew no sin became sin itself. That he took all that sin, all that weight. Man, when I think of Jesus, I mean, the ultimate question is the gym question. He looks at me, he looks at us and goes, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> I've been lifting mankind, pressing this, this whole 
people throughout all space and all time. I'm lifting them. Man, this forgiveness, this grace. What also impressed me was that we can fall into a category where we're the type of person who will carry someone the whole distance, but we can spend too much time focusing and becoming religious that we become the type of people that start asking the wrong sorts of questions. You know, this week I had, we've been doing adverts about our East London location and I've worded things a certain way. Oh man, I've had Christians trolling me this week, trolling me about the dumbest, dumbest stuff. I'm not even kidding you. Like, church but different, how are you different? In that moment I'm like, I don't know if this person's a Christian or not. So for me, I'm gonna tell them how we're different. And I start listing the ways that we're different. Oh, um, we haven't taken an offering ever. Kind of different. Uh, people don't want to go to a church building. We meet in a bar. Pretty different, you know? It's pretty different. I think that's pretty different. Maybe, maybe for you guys, you're like, no, no, that's not different. <laughs> and then I said the other one, which is, um, church, they say church is full of hypocrites. We've got room for more. <laughs> We've got plenty of room for more. Oh, man, did he get upset. And then, and, then, and then his friend's on there. And then they're like, and I'm just like, oh man, man. I need some guys who are willing to carry people. I don't need people who don't know me, who don't know what we're doing. I thought other Christians that I know, they kind of look at what we do in a bar and they go, that's totally not me, but thank God you're doing it. Thank God you're doing something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Thank God that you're kind of out there. Oh man, God calls us to be people that will carry people to him. And that you've got scribes in there asking questions and criticizing and being cynical about things. Don't start this year with cynicism. Start this year with faith. Don't start this year looking just about your life goals. Start looking at someone else's. Don't just think about how can I get here? Think how can I take someone else there? Because when we look at Jesus, the example Paul gives us is that Jesus is in the image of God. And he says that he didn't regard equality with God, something to cling on to, but it says in Philippians 2, he let go of himself, becoming like one of us, obedient to God to the point of death, even death on a cross. And it's for that reason he's given the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord and to the glory of God the Father. It's because he bowed the lowest. It's because he served other people. New year, new you. What if your new year, new you looks slightly different? What if it wasn't about trying to get the perfect selfie? Maybe what if it wasn't about trying to make out that you're so glorious, that I'm so glorious, that I'm so good? What if this year was about flipping the camera around to that friend? You know, we've all got a friend who, maybe all our friends, I think the vast majority of my friends, if I'm honest, are a bit insecure. They wouldn't like maybe say that. What if I flipped the camera around and I started going like, man, Look at this guy, look how amazing this is. He's been doing this. Start celebrating other people. What happens when you flip the camera around? Instagram, selfie, 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 selfie. What if Instagram started being selfless, 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 selfless? Here I'm taking a picture of my friend. My friend just achieved this. This is so cool. Get to celebrate them. What happens when we start carrying people in small ways? What happens when we start carrying people in big ways? You know, I never knew that scarf meant anything. I'd even forgotten I'd given it to him. I just recognized it in my mind, but I couldn't think where it was from. But yet he's been carrying around that scarf all this time just because I took some time to invest in his life. To think that he's 28 and he's still wearing a scarf I gave him when he was 15 years of age. When I think about that, that is absolute insanity. That's insanity. 
but it's because I did something that meant something. I'm going to pray for us today and then we'll kind of be done for now. Father, there are some people that we know that are maybe crippled by all sorts of different circumstances. Sometimes people get crippled by their finances. Sometimes people get crippled by their insecurities. Sometimes we get crippled by things that have happened to us that are holding us down, that are stopping us from being able to live our lives free. I pray, Father, that you'd use each one of us to be like those four men that can bring people to you who can bring us release. I thank you, Father, that you freely offer forgiveness and grace and love to each and every one of us. I pray you'd help us to be agents of that same change. I pray that this week you'd give us new opportunities to serve those around us in our communities, in our families, in our friendship circles. I pray you'd help us to see and to think intentionally about not how we can get what we want out of a relationship, but how we can put into it. I just pray that you'd be with us. I pray you help us to grow. And I, help, I pray that you help us to be people who halfway through the journey don't stop carrying people, but push on and see it through to the end. In Jesus' name, amen. I've got two last things I want to say to you guys, which is, we are, we're in a really good place for the new East London location. We're launching the end of this month. I want to ask you to do one of three things. Please be praying for the East London location. That's all happening now. We've got like eight people sign up online so far that are nothing to do with us, that I don't know who they are, that have registered an interest in the launch. Um, over the, there's two weeks this month that we're going to be on a Saturday, not this Saturday coming, the one after and the one after that. We're going to be... East London, around Brick Lane, uh, need people, if they can, to, to sign up, um, to serve, to just like give me out flyers, even just holding a roller banner. Like, if you don't want to walk and talk to people, that's cool. Someone can be a roller banner. It's like the Bible armor bearer. I don't know. Let's make it spiritual. Armor bearer, whatever, flag bearer. I don't know. Uh, bun that, whatever. Like, there's, there's simple things. If people can just give two hours of their time, it'll be from two till four. That would be absolutely huge. We've raised all the money we need to launch for that one. We, there's still money we need to raise for the February for the March event. So if you're able to give, that'd be totally, totally cool. The last thing I want to um, let you guys know is I'm going to send out a push notification today. We're doing something slightly different. In the new year, everybody kind of goes to the gym, um, goes to get hands, do all that kind of stuff. One of the key things about going to the gym is if I was, when I was going to the gym before I saw my boy there, I was getting no gains. I go with him, I start getting gains. You can't get gains in the Christian life on your own. On your own, I'm just letting you know. There's no kingdom gains. There's no growth in Christianity if you do things on your own. So what we set up, we set up a, like a really simple discipleship thing that we're doing um, called Jesus Gym Buddy. And basically, there's a number you can text, and I'm going to put it out as a push notification. So if you downloaded the app, we've already got people on, but today's the last day that you can join and sign up to that. What you'll do is straight away you'll get one text message this week. You'll get one each week for January. And each time it's going to be with a challenge. I'll let you know what the first one is just so you can get a feel for what it's going to be like. The first one is that, you know what, when you go to the gym, I hate to be the offensive one, but we go there, we've got to lose a few pounds. And turning up in 2019, you've got to lose some pounds. You can't carry unforgiveness anymore. You can't go into this year carrying someone else on your back that you've been carrying for a long time that hurt you. You've got to let go. And when you let go, you're going to let God help you to grow and, and experience this new lightness. You feel that that forgiving them sets them free, you'll find out when you forgive them, you'll set yourself free. And so the first week of the new year, it's about lining the load, losing those pounds. You've got to forgive, you've got to forgive. We've got three other texts I'm going to send out, one each week. So today there'll be a push notification. You check it out, there's going to have the number in there and what you have to text. 
And so if you want to sign up to that, today is the last day you can do it. After that, you'll have missed the boat. It'll be gone. Um, so that's it for this week. Sit back, relax. If you want to have a tea or a coffee, so ask Trina or Alicia. If you haven't filled out a Connect card, please make sure you do. We've got three gifts we'd love to give you. And um, yeah, some emails, five emails over three periods to let you know more about the church. Have a great, wonderful Sunday. Thank you, guys. really hope you enjoyed today's message and if you'd like to find out more about City Hill please visit our website cityhill.london